Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Sky Podcast. We are your hosts, Stephen and Kyle, and we are here for part two of Kyle's dive into Project Mannequin. If you have not checked out part one from last week, make sure you go back and do that before we dive into today's. Uh, before we get into that, got to go through the business. Check us out at all our social medias: Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. Search up the Hollow Sky Podcast. Come and hang out with us. Share memes, weird stories you come across. Just keep being dope in the community that we're in. Uh, if you have a paranormal encounter you'd like to share with us, Kyle's going to tell you how to get it to us. Call us. Hell yeah. At 1-618-556-0837. You can leave a voicemail. You can text it. Uh, I would recommend adding it to your phones. Uh, you want to come on for an interview, it's a great way to... You could even... Text over a short blurb of your story, you know, maybe consider being being scheduled for an interview or something. Uh, you can write your stories out, get a hold of us on socials. Yeah, you can record yourself on your phone, whether it's through the video or just an audio like your voice memo app. And then you can shoot that over to the email, which is going to be holoskypodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, that's what you can do. Yeah, boy. If you'd like to support the show, there's tons of ways you can do it. We got a Patreon. You can check out the tiers there, see if there's something you're interested in, you might want to get after. We got different stickers and buttons and magnets and shirts and all kinds of shit. If you're into that, sign up and get some extra content. We have a Venmo. Again, shout out to Allison. She's been hammering that thing, man. You're crazy, girl. We've almost got enough money to buy that Illuminati game and maybe get on a live stream and look into that. Uh, so you can throw some pocket change in there for monsters and whatnot if you want. Uh, you can share our show. That's the oh, biggest yeah. and um, best way you can do it. One second. I have forgotten. I got some financial advice about Venmo. For everybody who 
donates to us on Venmo from now on, don't write anything in the d description. Just put like an emoji or something. Okay? It's going to help us out in the future. Just throwing that out there. Copy. Just emoji it. Yep. Just emoji it. Please and thank you. So, yeah. Share the show with all your weird friends. Any episodes we put out, share it. Tell everybody you can about us. Just keep keep helping us fall on fresh ears. That is the best thing you can do. Also, we are up for podcast of the paranormal oh, podcast yeah. of the year. Which that's uh, weird. Over, that's what I was going to talk to you guys about outside. <laughs> uh, about hmm. over at Paranormal Radio Magazine. I think that's what it is. Yeah. But yeah, we're up against some banging podcasts that are super out of our league. I don't yeah. know. How, I don't know how the hell we made it on this list. But same, dude. I, I would definitely like to take the El Numero Uno on that one. <laughs> it's so crazy to me. Uh, get a little bit of flex action going on there. <laughs> Everybody, jump over there and vote. Vote yeah. for. You don't even have to vote for us. Just vote. Yeah, for sure. Just, just help promote content creators because. It's important. Everybody can grow. Yeah, it's important. So hop over there and vote. It's on all our social medias. All the links are on there. Um, if wherever you listen to podcasts, leave us a five-star rating and review. I, uh, if I come across it, I'll gladly shout you guys out. We appreciate it. It helps push our show to people looking for dope shows. You know the drill. I say it every episode. Yeah. Here is our listener rating and review of the day. It's from JP from Fife AL. I'm assuming it's Fife, Alabama. It says, Reels Talk, five stars. You guys are great. The use of comedy and jokes, as well as being uncensored, makes serious subject matter more palatable and easy to digest. It helps to be less freaked out over my own experiences. So thank you for that. And helping my nights at work be more entertaining. Keep up the good work. Well, JP, that's what we strive for. Absolutely. We're just two dudes talking. We say the F word. People don't like it. It happens. But we do it anyway. Because it's our show, not yours. And I'm going off on a tangent here because every negative review drives me crazy. Yeah, it gets to Steve. It doesn't really get to me much. It shouldn't get to me. But, like, you're taking time out of your day to tell me that I suck. But that's okay because you're still talking about me, and that's all that matters. Hey, there you go. Spin it. <laughs> anyway, that was a no <laughs> reference to JP because you left us a dope five-star. Yeah, you're, you're legit. You are. So I'm glad that uh, the way we put things together kind of helps you to process your own experiences. That's what we're here for in the long run is that we just want to give you guys an outlet to be able to share your experiences that you might not be able to share with anybody in your own lives. You know, yeah, and it's still and paranormal is still a super taboo thing. As and far conspiracy and conspiracy, yeah, especially conspiracy. But conspiracy has recently taken off, though. It is true. But that's, like I said, that's what we're here for. We just want to give you guys a platform to be able to talk and connect with like-minded people and just make it make it a dope community, which is what we're yeah, doing. like a family. We have the best listeners in the world. Absolutely. I put our listeners up against any other podcast on the planet. Well, yeah, because we're, we're, we're too legit. To quit. That's right. But, yeah, thanks, JP, for taking the time to write up that review and Appreciate leaving us you. a five star it is the best um before before we continue on i'm gonna ask everyone for a moment of silence please because i'm about to crack Ooh. the last monster assault on the planet and i'm gonna consume it the og formula monster the assault. og not the the dog shit <laughs> trash can 
of a drink they decided to put out there. See, me and Kyle are passionate about different things. Absolutely. Bad reviews hit hit me hit me in my heart. Yeah. Kyle losing his monster hits him. Yeah. It's just a sad day. Me here. off. Sad day here at the whole sky a sad day. So a moment of silence, everyone, please. Thank you. All right, we can continue on. I think when you when you crack the top on that, I heard its its soul leave the can. I it it, it did. And I thought I heard taps playing in the background. It, it, yeah, like the paranormal show taps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I. That's exactly what I heard. <laughs> They're like, "Yo, we're here to rotor root your lines and exercise your house." And then I got mad because they broke the moment of silence. So but that pissed me off. I brought a homie, too, for right this. Right on, man. Right on. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's a grim day. Also, I will preface this real quick while Steve's taking a sip. Uh, oh, crispy. This, <laughs> this episode does get a little dark. Ooh, trigger some, warnings. Yeah, I, I'm not saying it's like... Expen- well, no. The very end is a little rough. It makes me a little bit uncomfortable. Because there are subjects in there that I don't even I don't like to acknowledge, but uh, we'll give you a warning before that comes up. Yeah, if yeah, you want to sure. tune out, for you're sure. more than welcome. Yeah, uh, but other than that, uh, enjoy the show. We also have a homie with the submission coming in hot. Our friend Kenneth. Hell yeah! From Discord, and Let's he's get it. He's ultra smart. Shout out, Kenneth. Hey guys, what up? It's Kenneth. I heard you guys shout me out on that Patreon episode about the dimensional beings. I figured I would get back at you on meditating. Um, I've spoken with Kyle briefly on Discord about meditating and, and some other subjects, which if you're not on that Discord, I recommend you get on it. It is awesome. It's so much fun just talking through different conspiracies and everything. But uh, to get back to to meditating, um, I do my own little process. I envision like a white light that emanates from inside me and grows and shrouds me. And that is my protection from anything that might be unwanted when I'm in that state. Um, Sometimes it's just a peaceful thing. Sometimes I like to kind of project out into the universe and kind of fly around out there, man. Um, It's kind of hard to describe. It's trippy, but it's amazing. Um, I have done some research into the CE5 process. I've thought about, you know, getting their app on how to do everything. Um, I do know that for them, that process encompasses a meditative state putting your consciousness out to the universe and then putting an invitation out to any beings to come visit and you send a map uh, instructions basically on how to get to where you're at by starting out and vectoring into your location. Um, I have not done that. As with some past experiences that I've had and I am trying to figure out, 
I'm not sure if I really want to meet any beings from out there at this point in my life. So I typically put out a message that, hey, I am not wanting to meet anybody. I'm just here causing no harm and kind of stick with that. So I've, I've never had anything like the C5 experience happen to me because I am actually putting out there that I don't want that to happen. However, some weird things do happen, uh, especially if I fail to do that protection visualization prior. Um, I guess really like the weirdest thing recently that's happened was when um, I believe Steve and Kyle, you guys had some strange things happening in your house um, at that exact time or in that same time frame within a couple of weeks. A few of the people on Discord were having some things happen. Um, for me, it was just one night I had gone back to bed, um, wasn't super tired, was just kind of chilling out, relaxing. And for me, I heard like this triad tone and it was, uh, it was super weird. Um, it sounded to me like it was a fourth, a fifth, and then back to the bass octave note. Um, if you, if you're a music person, you kind of know what I'm talking about, the fourth, the fifth, and then that bass note, um, and then from there, it was like instantly almost like my conscience, consciousness was hijacked. Like, I heard the note, and then my eyes were closed, and that that whole scene of when I feel like I'm out in the universe, and I'm flying around, and the stars are moving, and I can tell I'm moving past them, went directly into that, and then done. I was out. Woke up the next day. Things felt weird, didn't feel right, um, headed to work, and I typically always drive the same route to work, and that was when, as I was going down a road at the same time of day that I always go, there was an owl sitting on a mailbox, staring in the direction that I was coming from, and then watched me go by and continued to stare at me as I drove down the road. That was like the weird one of the weird experiences I had in that time frame. Um, and it was just the oddest feeling. It really felt like my consciousness had been hijacked. Like I was in this forced altered state immediately as opposed to working myself into it and, and making the choice to go out there. It was almost like it was taken. Um, super odd. But like I said, that was a time where I was unable to do all that protective visionary stuff inside. So, I don't know, I just say meditation is great. You just got to be careful with it, man. I think that not only is consciousness a very powerful thing, but it can be easily manipulated with certain other people have the ability to do it. I think they're developing some technology to be able to do it. Um, I know that's been big with the discussions on Discord is egress and everything and consciousness and, you know, Bigelow. It's, it's a big thing. I think 
you just got to be careful and be prepared, man. Um, I don't know if you guys need to get at me with any questions or whatever. Thanks so much, Kenneth, for being dope and taking the time to send your uh, whole meditation process in. Definitely dope. I know recently we've been, I can't remember which episode we were talking about, but they were talking about meditation kind of opening. I'm 100% positive it was Project Center Lane. Probably Center Lane. Opening the door to all kinds of weird shit. And uh, when we were listening to this, I'm like, oh, so you're part of Project Center Lane. Just thinking about like wanting to put a map out to your consciousness. No. Is terrifying. No. And that's coming from the dude who put his P.O. box out on the internet. Touche. No, I'm with Steve. I, I would not. I don't think I would be cool with that. Um, because only mostly because you don't know if you're going to meet benevolent or malevolent beings out there. You don't know which one you're in. From what I understand, which we kind of get into in the second half of my episode here, uh, some of them will just straight up trick you. They come off as like, hey, goddamn tricksters. Hey, we're pretty legit. And then they're like, psych. Psych. <laughs> So you have that going for you. Uh, I have actually asked Kenneth like his method on meditation because I've considered trying it just to uh, more or less try to help with my health and just kind of aid in uh, like stress relief. Uh, because I know that meditation can do a lot of really positive. Having your things. your consciousness hijacked sounds pretty fucking stressful, right? <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm at. Like, okay, this might have been a bad fucking idea. That's um, where I'm at. But yeah, it sounds terrifying. Uh, I do remember what Kenneth was talking about as far as like the string of some of us having weird shit happen at home, and it did, and it did involve a sound. Um, now I don't really know a whole lot about the tritone or any of that bullshit, but <laughs> with the way you were describing it, it was just weird because I I've been having this guy uh, message me in my Instagram DMs, and he heard. And he sent me the uh, YouTube clip of, he swears it, it sounds exactly like this. And it his story would scare the shit out of me. He heard what sounded to him like a flute playing right outside his window. And by just by reading it, he sounds scared, which I would be too. Uh, but he got up, went looking for it, et cetera, et cetera. And then at some point, the noise like walks away from him. He can hear it audibly moving away why haven't we talked about this on the show i don't we i just got it Sick. and we are kind of talking about it right now that's true uh so well good, we'll, we'll do official call. one and I'll, I'll pull the audio from the the video but it is fucking creepy and i kind of i feel bad for the dude because i'm trying to like like uh my buddy john he knows a lot about the fey shout out john and occult style shit so i've been hitting him up seeing if he has any references because the first thing that came out was the in my head was Faye or Pan because the flute. Oh, I didn't think about Pan. I thought about the Pied Piper like leading the children away playing his flute. Yeah. You know, John brought up possible Wendigo, but dude doesn't live. He lives mostly in town. So that kind of maybe rules that out a little bit. Uh, did, I don't know. Did he give you like a geographical location? You have to be specific, but is he like in Appalachia? I think. 
I want to say, if I remember right, it's Pennsylvania. I could kind be wrong of. though. The Appalachians do kind of. I'll have to. I'll have to double check. But I don't oh, know. It just. Weird. It just reminded me of that. I'm googling fucking. And it could be. Now. It could be that the the that's not correlated at all between what Ken said and what's going on. It just kind of made me think just about the it. tones. Yeah. It definitely strange. Uh, but yeah, when we were all having that, it was weird because a bunch of us had audible things going on at home and we all kind of described the same thing, which was weird, but I don't know. Like the, the, and then the, like Steve said, the fact that you felt like your consciousness was hijacked is terrifying to me. And then you felt off for a couple of days, which is, I don't know. Maybe it was somebody making a statement or maybe something was trying to pull a fast one on you. But, uh, I don't know, it doesn't sound very fun, Kenneth. And an, another owl incident, which that seems to be a common theme here lately about all these... It does keep popping up. Freaking owls. The owls are not what they seem. That's, That's just all I got to say. Creepy. Creepy. But, uh, yeah, thanks, Kenneth. We appreciate you reaching out, homie. Uh, like Kenneth said, hop on Discord. It's a, lot of, it's a good time over there. And hell, some, to be honest with you, sometimes the general discussion turns into the Hollow Sky Food Network. So yeah, there's a lot of we food have that going on for there. us too. Yeah, definitely come and hang out. Yeah, it's cool. In the Discord, for sure. Uh, yeah. So from there, I think I'm gonna re-dive into Project Mannequin here. Um, so picking up here. You know, a, a, a general question could be, what are some of the things that would be done during these projects? And this kind of like, this really started to like bleed into the backstory of how a lot of this came to be. So during World War II, the Nazis strived to create their own super soldiers. They were known as Ubermen, which in German translates to supermen. They based these supermen on a race of warrior plebeian humanoids they came into contact with from Aldebaran. Yeah, that sounds right, Aldebaran. The Germans, of course, figured out a form of trauma-based mind control. So by their calculations, I would suppose, if you terrorize someone for long enough, especially before the age of five their mind would shatter into different parts and they called these different parts alters. Now the Nazis studied all types of old occult books during this time to help them achieve their desired outcomes. They also discovered that during these intense situations, people are capable of superhuman abilities, pain tolerance, photographic memory, even PSI, Psy abilities, which there is a little bit of credence to that because you know you hear about them cases where somebody's trapped under a car because this other person is so scared or so concerned they're able to pick that car up off that person, yeah. which on a normal day they would not even be able to remotely get close to doing. For sure. So there is a little bit of that going on. Now, when a person's mind would fragment, they would take a type of electromagnetic grid and incorporate this into the brain. This would then affect their brain waves. 
which then in turn makes it easier for them to start implanting memories, uh, key phrases, activation codes, all types of that shit the further on this whole crazy mind control weird shit. Uh, Spears did talk about the method of breaking down the mind as a child and the methods they use are as horrible as you can imagine. I find it super fascinating that there like that is a completely different story as to what I dug into and there there are a lot of correlations. Almost exactly verbatim. Right. This they went through the same thing. Um with this all of it stems way back. All all of this through time comes from the intervention of quote unquote beings. And they they start to date it and I've heard about some of this but it it gets this gets interesting. So July 11th, 1934 was the first official treaty with beings who were all affectionately known as the Greys. The Greys, these Greys that were involved in this particular treaty were from the Orion star system. Which, unbeknownst to the humanity at the time, these are the asshole greys. There is, in fact, a race of benevolent greys known as the Zayton greys. Do not trust them. The Zaytans or the Orions? Both. You're, <laughs> you're probably right. <laughs> um, the agreement between the United States government and these Orion greys was an exchange, exchange for technology. The government would allow the greys to abduct humans for use in ongoing in an ongoing ET genetic program. The Americans said they would only agree to this if the abductees were provided if like a list of it of them were provided to the United States government and these people would return unharmed but with their memory wiped of the encounter. So in return the Greys would give the government anti-gravity devices, metals, alloys, environment-free energy, and advanced medical tech. So the treaty was signed, and at this point, the Greys agreed and began to infiltrate. It began the infiltration process. They systematically started to replace people in society at all levels. They started to replace world leaders with clones under their control. Sounds interesting, to say the least. Then we have a little bit of double-crossing going on here. They must have more or less gotten bored with the Americans because seven years later, in 1941, the Greys ended up going to Hitler. They decided that they would give the Germans mind control and other tech. In return, they wanted more human subjects to be able to conduct more experiments on. Now, Hitler, which kind of interesting, Hitler states that, okay, we can run with this deal, but under one condition, in no way, shape, or form are you to touch anyone from the Aryan race. Period. The end. <laughs> Classic Hitler. Right? But... You can do whatever you want with the people in the concentration camps. You can have them. I don't really give a shit. Also classic Hitler. Absolutely. Which this is why 
apparently, and this will kind of uh, answer a question or a statement you've had prior, Steve, but this apparently is why the United States and, say, Germany are the main areas where the gray and the reptilians hmm. are spotted. Because I know you've asked that, like, hmm. you've made that observation before. Like, why are, Why do we in this area have so, like, the gray is prevalent in these areas? Yeah. I read a statistic, like, I think it was 78% of all alien sightings in the United States are of grays, whereas if you get outside of the United States, that drops dramatically. Right. And apparently this has a lot to do with the fact that there are treaties which you know allow them to do whatever they want to do, basically. So it's a possible explanation, not saying it is uh, guaranteed, yeah. but it is a possible explanation to that. Uh, James claims that all of this is still happening to this day. Even basically, even concentration camps are still real. It's just that they're underground now. Dulce bases, right? Where all all the experiments and torture are still happening to this day. As we've talked about before, there are many bases around the world, and in most of them, in the lower levels, it is it is extremely common for people to see little gray aliens walking around. That's so weird. Also, when people are brought to these facilities, they are put through a desensitization process. They're injected with a drug called scoplamine, which is an accelerated learning drug. And then they're flooded with images and videos of ETs and terrible scenes of torture and death. This will then enable them to endure all the things that they will inevitably see within the facility. And I thought this was kind of interesting. They These bases actually have kind of like a ranking system. And there's a, a D1, which is for deep underground military bases. There's a D2, deep underwater military base. D3, deep underground mountain military base. Deep under mountain military base. And then D4 is deep underground military prison. Which brings us to how... In, Instead of uh, D4, they started calling these places MIEC, Military Industrial Extraterrestrial Complex. Through these MIEC bases, of course, tons of tech is created because they're working hand-in-hand with extraterrestrials. They say that for... So you... Like, imagine... Say a treaty gets signed today. So for every one year, and each of these treaties are signed in 10-year increments. They come up for renegotiation every 10 years, apparently. But during this 10-year stint, so for every one year that goes by, the, the, tech, the tech that's made advances 50 years. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hand 
hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. So every year, every single year, the tech advancement is so five five hundred years of treaty, basically. But that's just no, that's just from the tech they're able to create. Like that should the tech should be basically fifty years in the future. Ahead. So yeah, at the end of a ten year treaty, you're looking at it like five hundred years, years worth of tech. Or advancement is advancements in technology. Um but these treaties they had with the aliens would expire. Every yeah, I already went through that. Um one such tech, which I thought is pretty fucking interesting because there's been a lot of I've heard a lot of stories which like on Monsters Among Us they call it the Glimmer Man. But apparently there was a tech that got created which is called Therm Optic Camo. And apparently it can make somebody completely naked or make com- somebody completely invisible to the naked eye <laughs> make them completely yeah, naked <laughs> make them naked uh freaky and then there's also another process involving the same type of tech but apparently an agent can walk through a thermo optic or thermoptic field which will actually make them invisible for up to 48 hours after 48 hours they start to phase back into vision and then they start to become ill. It does sound like the Glimmer Man. A little bit, and, doesn't and it? And the, the Predator Entity from Missing 401 and the Shimmer yeah. Man. Yeah. It all and kind said of falls into this, the same. They say with this thermo, this thermoptic camo, like it can actually be worn like on your belt. You're, you're able to like just keep it on your person and activate it when you want. And there was a story in here, and I didn't write it down, but I'll try to just kind of run through it real quick. It's kind, It's kind of like a... One of them stories I'm not 100% sold on, but apparently, I don't remember the backstory of it, but this lady's being followed by these vehicles, right? And she's convinced that they're government vehicles for whatever fucking reason. And she hits this side road, shuts or kills her car. So she must have gapped them enough to where she could hit the side road, kill her car, and they, and they end up driving by. But she gets out of her car and kind of is waiting there until they pass and kind of give it a little bit of time. And then all of a sudden, she can hear footsteps walking up to her. She can't see anything. Hell no. This is the part that kind of I'm not 100% sold on. So you have this noise coming up to you. And it sounds like a person walking, but you can't see anything. But then whatever it was in the story, it's assumed that it's a person. And this person who's invisible grabs her crotch. She then... Hightails it back to her car, gets in her car, and drives away. Now, as far it sounds weird, right? It doesn't. I don't. It's it's one of them ones I'm I'm not sold on. I'm not saying it ain't possible. It's weird, but like <laughs> it's a what, weird motive, right? Yeah, exactly. For the government just to be like, hey, we're gonna track you just to assault you. Yeah, but, yeah. But considering it's the government, yeah, not gonna throw that away. No. <laughs> No, no, no. And then kind of from here, I just, I'm trying to like, at this point, I'm trying to like skim through the book and find really interesting connections because it is like a 10 chapter book. So I didn't want to turn this into a giant eight piece episode, but I found some other stuff that started to catch my attention. They start talking about the treaties and more apparently the the u.s 
caught wind of a possible plan from the Greys and Draco Reptilians. Now, we've heard about the Dracos before and how they are a pretty nefarious bunch. Well, apparently, the United States caught wind that our the between the Greys and the Dracos timetabled invasion for Earth between 2020 and 2030. Hmm. And I thought that was kind of particular. This sounds... Because... Very similar. This was written in 2008. To our friend Throwaway Aliens. It gets a little weirder. Another odd take, you know, we get into talk about how the world governments start to form groups to keep tabs on all these crafts, et cetera, et cetera. Well, it is known as Majestic, and the Majestic has code words for this. The magic, M-A-J-I-C, that would be Magic Umbra, Critical, and Ultra. Ultra was the above top secret. Well, apparently there's chatter within the um, intelligence community that they start to change these code words. Here are a group of new code words. Aimpoint, Hypernova, Arc, and Corona. Hmm, that sounds familiar, too. Which, I'm not saying it is has anything to do with what's currently going on, but it's fucking weird. It's yeah. a little weird. I'm kind of stuck on the fact that Throwaway Aliens was adamant that on July 18th, 2021, a new faction of alien race is gonna come and hang out on the earth. Mm -hmm. And this dude says that the Greys and the Dracos are getting ready to come and hang out on the earth between 2000 and 2030, which... I think 20, I, 2021 falls right in there. Yeah, I think I fucked up. I think it actually said 2020 to 2030. I think I mis, mis mm. uh, wrote that. We can do that. 20, that's because 2021. I'm almost positive it was 2020 to 2030. Falls, still falls in there. Yeah. It's, um, again, like we said in the last episode, so many things that we delve into that have absolutely no bearing upon one another seem to kind of yeah. start falling into the same lanes. Yeah, and then it's even more so... It, it could be us just, gri- just grasping absolutely, straws. Absolutely. It's kind of what you do when you're in... Yeah, our... absolutely. Um, At this point, James starts to talk about the Dracos and how they apparently come here in force every 13 years. So, 1934, 47, 60, 73, 86, 99, and 2012. Apparently, in 86, Draco Prime arrived on a planetoid, which was known as the Hale-Bopp Comet. According to James, the Hale-Bopp, which, was that in 86? I thought, I thought, or maybe I, maybe we, I just miswrote. remember it from 99. That has to be it right. Passes, it passes all the time. Okay, there you go. So, back to what I was saying here. In 86, the Draco Prime arrived on a planetoid which is known as Hale-Bopp Comet. According to James, the Hale-Bopp kept making course alterations and an object was spotted behind it, which was apparently the Draco's mothership. 
this Hellbop created a lot of tension on Earth because apparently we are a telepathic being and we have the ability to sense danger. Also, the Heaven's Gate cult was part of a U.S. intelligence trauma-based mind control program. Because I, I significantly remember, you know, the Heaven's Gate being linked with the Hale-Bopp, right? Um, another fun fact, the Rockefeller family were the ones behind the 1938 Mercury radio broadcast of War of the Worlds. It was a psychological warfare test to see what people's reaction to ETs would be. That sounds about right. Right? And that's literally what I put. I'm like, sound familiar? What year was that? 1938. Um, Be the Mercury radio broadcast of War of the Worlds. But it's it, it, before it's, it's which And we heard, um, we've heard several times about them trying to test the water and desensitize people to what is possibly oh, coming. Yeah. Oh, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm, and I start sifting through some more stuff, and I find another oddity. I'm reading about the Dracos again, and how most of them are evil, which we've heard time and time again. We've heard about old wars with them. Uh, now this this could be me grasping at straws, but I read something, and it was that the Dracos are omnivores, and you know. They basically use planets like locusts. They just, they come, they consume, they leave. They devour everything, including us. They are using us for food, which is weird because you read that one, what was it, from a CIA or NSA op that said we are a buffet for whatever it was. We are a grocery store, dog. (laughs) Yeah. They just come and pick what they need. Yep. So, you know, they've been using us for food. But this isn't. This is the part that got me. The Dracos have two hearts. They're between seven and twelve feet tall and have the strength of roughly ten men. Damn. They are extremely hard to kill and have psychic and tech skills. Why are they such assholes? I don't know. Uh, and they they said that their tech skills in battle are fucking thousands of years more advanced than where we could even dream of being. Oh, sick. But the elites of the Dracos are white in color, which it's kind of weird because I watched a movie recently with Chris Pratt called The Tomorrow War. And in The Tomorrow War, some of these are, you know, it's not dead on, but there's an eerie description between the elite Dracos and the beings in The Tomorrow War. Eerie because the the beings in the Tomorrow War are they're pretty big. They're extremely they're they're uh extremely hard to kill. They're white, and I don't know. It just really reminds me of the the Tomorrow War. Which so I just found it, and then not to mention coming off how it said that the. Uh, the 1938 Mercury radio broadcast was literally a psychological warfare test to see what people would react to um, ETs. And so I just found that was, that was interesting. Uh, Another little nugget I found was, you know, you have to remember that this was written in 2008 
And James goes on a radio show and begins to predict things that will happen. And he predicts predicts that a worldwide stock market crash will be followed by a Russian military invasion of the United States and UK. Then he proceeds with the four stages or horsemen of the new world order. Now, the the second one, uh, it's whatever, you know. I, it's just whatever. Could have got it wrong. Timing, maybe the plan changed. But I do find this fucking strange. Number one, worldwide stock market breakdown, which would be considered the first major attack on world's population. Number two. Russian invasion of the United States and UK, which would be hence World War III. Number three, large-scale bio-warfare attack on world's population, quote-unquote, return of the plague situation. Number four, topped off by a false flag alien invasion with Illuminati and ETs working together. Blue beam. Yeah, and then not to mention... Number three is kind of weird because considering what we're going through currently, not saying it is officially a bio-warfare attack, but the parallels are there enough for me to go, that's kind of weird. And the fact that they're lining it up with all this disclosure. Yeah. Yeah, it's It's kind of weird. So I got this book here. Yeah. The Extraterrestrial Species Almanac, The Ultimate Guide to Grays, Reptilians, Hybrids, and Nordics. And I'm looking up the Dracos, the Draconians. First off, there are a lot. I'm sure. Of Draconians. There's regulars. There's Alpha Albino Royal Draconians. Oh, there you go. That's the ones I'd be talking about. Dragon Draconians. Oh, cool. Zeta Draconians. But uh, the Cosmic Agenda, Draconians want to completely rule the universe. They are the fiercest, tyrannical warriors known to any civilization. Fear and weakness are aphrodisiacs to them. They are hell-bent on conquest and control. Excellent navigators of the universal territories, and they have conquered many planets secretly from the inside out. Damn, they're... They're hardcore. They are dicks. Yeah, they're hardcore. Dickonians, more like it. There you go. Here I am insulting the ultimate the badass alpha, warriors. The alpha race in the universe. Yeah. Just Good take job. it easy on Good me. Job. But they said um, they're master manipulators and puppet masters due to their billions of years of evolution. They alter less evolved civilization gene pools to dumb them down and control them from afar for human food, resources, and underground territories. Population unaware that they are being controlled. Draconians alter the perfection of the human body, including the mind. Hence, thought patterns become degenerative and the human's right to ascend. The grandeur of the universe becomes inactive. Draconians do not look for immediate results. They plan everything out carefully to guarantee success. Time is their friend. They are said to rule over Earth from behind cosmic curtains, and they are said to have three bases on our planet. Draconian imperialistic agendas are threatened as we explore the universe, so they try to stunt our growth at every turn. As with all races, some Draconians are lower or higher frequency. All Draconians are not evil, and some have escaped their worlds to live their lives in peace elsewhere or have ascended. The enlightened Draconians want us to remember to judge the individual, not the entire race. So yeah, basically said that they want to control us for from afar for food and resources. Um, it's understandable. 
Neat. I might need to look into this book. I think that was the first time I opened good it. Good old, good old Dracos. They are not cool. Yeah. But I'm hoping that there's seems some to be other, par for this course. Hoping there's some other aliens <coughs> in here that like are dope. I think the the Palladians are pretty. Most of them are pretty dope. What about these dinosaur ones? Dinosaurians. They're probably not very cool. They look weird as fuck. They're kind of like they have access to draconian crafts. Yeah, so they're not very nice. They're affiliated. Uh, anyways. James talks about disinformation and how the NSA came up with the term conspiracy theorists to smear anyone coming forward. And apparently whenever people would come forward and the NSA basically worked hand in hand with Hollywood. So when people would come forward with a asinine theory, which would actually be fact, Hollywood would then turn it, turn and run with it. They would put it in a movie or create a movie all about it. So that people just are like, well, that's just sci-fi bullshit. You know, I saw it in a movie once. Um, James says that it's all very, very real. Even Bill Clinton himself apologizes for MK Ultra before he left office. Oh, yeah. So, you know, that's kind of, that's his way of kind of clarifying it. But uh, moving on, James tells of when he made a few friends from Wales and they had this encounter, right? So this is where it kind of starts to get a little wishy-washy. So if you're, if you get a little squeezy, I would probably tune out because there are some pretty fucked up details in here. So trigger warning. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what the trigger is, but it's probably not good. That's not good. So if you don't like stuff, that's not good. Yeah. Cut out now. Yep. Uh, so there was a group and the group was apparently known as Five Eight, and they had apparently had some crazy photos. There, they apparently this Five Eight, these two members who contacted James, they had photos of a sealed off area where UFOs had been reported. In the photos, there was a sixteen-year-old girl and a twenty-ish-year-old boy, where their genitals were removed, eyes removed, lips removed. And half of their skin was missing, which we did an episode oh, yeah. on people like this. Now, here's what is... It's human human cattle mutilation. Basically. Here's where it gets fucking weird, where it's probably going to pique your interest. Group 5-8 in this area, on the regular, would find camper vans, uh, tents, and other shit like that, where the occupants had just straight vanished. Gone. This is missing 401. There you go. Uh, dial off pass. No, they found the body. Found a lot the of the body bodies there. in dial off pass, but um, but yeah, I straight, I right out of the gate thought of missing four one one. I mean, I couldn't even imagine you you roll up on a camper and there's signs of them being there, but no one is around. And they, from the way it sounds, they don't ever find the bodies of these people. Like it just, they're it's gone. They just find what's left over. That is so weird. Now, where was it? Didn't specifically. It didn't specifically give a location. It just said that there was an area where that was actually ended up being sealed off because UFOs had been visiting, and I assume it was like, <laughs> dude, that's so like funny. these were a military group 
UFOs have been in this area. These guys were sent out to investigate it, and this is what they came across. They came across the young people. But I guess in their, you know, going out there investigating time and time again, or maybe different areas, they'd find camper vans or tents or wherever where there was just nobody there anymore. It's so it's so it's so weird how things tie together again. Like I was doing research today on uh, uh, Valley of the Headless Men in the Nahani Valley in the Northwest Territories in Canada, and there is a whole swath of essentially unsolved murders where they find bodies decapitated, and the uh, Nahani Valley is a a national park it's actually a world heritage site but here as of lately they've been locking down different sections of it that's weird and not letting people in that's weird hmm <coughs> that things is, that make that you is go weird. Hmm. right okay so apparently if i remember reading correctly these two members of the 58 get they email James and they're like, all right, so we had this crazy shit that happens. Um, oh, well, before that, you know, uh, after they give they gave this information to James, one of the men was called from an unknown number and the, whoever was on there said, all right, you better be quiet or your house is going to get burned to the ground with you inside it. <laughs> so, the one, the one guy calls his other buddy, which these two men were the ones who originally got a hold of James and was like, yo, you need to get this information out as fast as possible because my life is in danger. The very next day, a gas man shows up at dude's house, checks the meter. Not five minutes after this dude leaves, his house catches on fire and it almost kills him and his wife. So... You know, going back, this book is just full of bizarre things. There's 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 encounters where James apparently has had run-ins with gray aliens before. Um, there's all types of letters. There's photos, all types of shit. But this this last little bit here fucking sucks. So here's the big trigger one. Yeah, the bit the bad one. So. James gets an email, and I'm not sure if it's from the 5A or if it's just from another soldier. But I don't think it was the 5A. I think this is a whole different entity. But this guy says, you know, I'm, I was part of a Black Ops team, and we were sent to a specific location for a mission. Well, him and his team get there, and they're kind of moving through the area, and they start to notice these bright lights appear. And he's like, they literally appear out of nowhere. Then all of a sudden... My me and my team get hit with this green light, this blue green light, and everything else from that point he can only remember in fragments. So, what he remembers sucks. He remembers being placed on a gurney and following a set of lines on the floor. The lights in these corridors were red. He said there were no white lights at all in the facility, but he remembers hearing screams unlike anything he's ever heard before. And being that he's a soldier, he's like, I've literally heard people scream for the last time. And what I was hearing 
was f- so far beyond anything I've ever heard. It was mind shattering. He recalls cages big enough to house elephants. He recalls cages, you know, small, tight ones. Um, he said some of these cages actually house naked women. He recalls seeing a woman's body sprawled out and spread eagle on the wall. And she was chained to the wall and something stood behind her with a button. And he, he goes, I will testify that this was not a human being. It had wings. Whatever was standing next to this woman. Dragon Draco. Uh, and I guess there were only two to three members left of this unit that are still alive. And I'm pretty sure there was a person that they're just calling the observer. And he was able to acquire what the observer remembers from that same night. The observer remembers red, blue, and yellow lines on the floor. And they say tests, endless tests, endless blood tests. Rows of caged naked people inside it. Rape and torture of male and female. The smell of burning flesh. There, and that that's basically as much as uh, the observer goes into. Uh, but what the fuck happened to him? Like, unless, unless what James was getting at, as far as this shit's concerned, because I guess it does all kind of go to point to the underground facility. So maybe they got hit. Whoever the fuck was out there and got taken to one of these underground facilities, because James says earlier that what happens down there is not anything anybody wants to be a part of. Yeah. Which is kind of, kind of touches on Dulce too. The level yeah. of Dulce. Yeah. And I mean, it, it makes me think of throwaway aliens where he, his whole demeanor. No, oh, you're right. Which is so much. He's like, you're right. Everything I thought I knew about them is wrong. You're right. They do hurt people. They do. Oh, you're right. Bad yeah. That's shit. Fuck. That gives me goosebumps. It gives me goosebumps, and and that was kind of where I ended it because the last the last chapter of the book was a lot about the altars, the fragmented stages, and how uh, they combine them and all this crazy shit. It was a lot for me to take in, but uh, yeah, I just a lot of it compelled me because there are a lot of uh, correlations with current things that we're kind of looking into. And, and some of the stuff we've talked about in the past. And originally, I was just looking for a damn super soldier program. Like, just <laughs> talking about uh, creating super soldiers, you know, coming up with serums and doing genetic tests and all this crazy shit. But I stumbled onto this, and I was just, my mind was just. It's never what we think it's going to be. No, no. And then it turned into so much more. And it, it is sad to, to even remotely consider that shit like this could actually be going on in the world. You know what I mean? Like if they're really fucking doing that to people, that's terrible. Yeah, dude. Max, Max Spears says that a lot of what we consider alien abductions is done by the government. I would believe it. I'm not, I've heard that theory before too. Yeah. He, he says 
a lot of what we are a lot of what is perceived as an alien abduction is a false memory and it is a government abduction that's terrifying like i mean like in the project the project coelacanth we were looking into they they need they essentially said that they need human blood but they have tests where they can tell if that blood was extracted with fear or with pain yeah and if it is they can't use it well, that's that specific race. What if these other ones need you to be scared as fuck? They need you to be in emotional turmoil. They need you to be hurting yeah. for whatever they, you know, all the blood tests, like blood, like endless blood tests. Maybe that's because it's blood harvesting, not blood testing. <laughs> yeah, and they you need very well could be right. They need absolute fear and pain. Yeah, going on you're right because we, we did just watch that video last night. That's where I saw it. Yeah, that image was playing. I'm like, where did I just see that from? But it was from what we were watching last night, where they were wanting human blood, but they would not tell you why they, they wanted it. it. Yeah, they wouldn't tell you. And so. then there are there was treaties that they would bring nice. information, That's weird. <laughs> information for trade of human right. blood. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, yeah, it's the same fucking thing. Same thing, literally, same thing. I don't know. It's 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 a wild ride. That's for sure. Jeez, that is. It does. It just like I have enough shit to worry about. Yeah, that goes without saying. People stealing my debit card and shit like that. <laughs> then people now, stealing you. Now I have to worry about them stealing my blood. Great. Yeah, you ain't trying to have our blood, bro. Oh. We are not healthy. Peak. <laughs> We are not peak human specimens. Well, that was heavy. Yeah, it was heavy. It was definitely. It ends on a pretty shitty note. But that's, uh, I guess that's just the nature of the beast when it comes to this uh, this style of what you're looking into here. These super soldier programs. Apparently, they are just a lot of the stuff forged from dog shit. A lot of stuff that we dive into is heavy kind of takes a toll on you yeah and that's i think it's a lot of time like why we try to, to, to do a cryptid episode right. get our mental health right <laughs> no shit <laughs> find the most asinine cryptid let's talk about we the can talk about monster yeah <laughs> but anyway thanks for tuning in again everyone yeah i appreciate um, you check us out at all our social medias you know the drill Till we meet next time, stay safe, stay weird, and don't let any weird-ass aliens drink your blood. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.